Sports coming to you on a rainy Saturday afternoon, January 5th, 2019. Happy New Year to you all. Kicking us off a little quasi-oldie but a goodie since they've been running these old-school Geico commercials uh, nonstop recently. They just revisited that commercial. Exactly. In the airport. Which is why, which was, which is, that's what put the song in my head, which is why. Couldn't have been a coincidence. Yeah, exactly. Which is why we start the show off with that. That would be a Royscop. I believe is the name of the band. Yes. Uh, is that, is that, am I correct in that? Yes. No idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it, it, according to this, it's Ruskop. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, it might be. Uh, some kind of Swedish. Uh, yes. Yeah, some, of some sort. Yes, right. of some sort. Our, 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 our friendly uh, northern uh, Europeans, correct. Uh, but in any event, big show to get to, mostly football. We've got uh, the coaching carousel, uh, as this is now an annual uh, tradition in the NFL. Um, obviously, we've got uh, Wild Card Weekend kicking off uh, in about 40 minutes here. So we'll get to uh, the first uh, weekend of the playoffs here with uh, some uh, breakdowns and predictions on each game. Of course, AG's beloved Cowboys in the primetime slot, not surprisingly, uh, tonight at 8, 8.30 or so. Um, but we begin with uh, what has now become the norm in the NFL, which is uh, Black Monday. Right. Uh, we are now have officially coaches, so 25%, so. 25% of the jobs in the NFL are up for grabs. We had, obviously, you know, in, in-season firings of McCarthy and, and Hugh Jackson in Green Bay and Cleveland, and then six more guys lost their jobs uh, on Monday. McCarthy's going to get one of those jobs, right? On For a, sure. Reputational. For sure. And, and and the Bengals will hire Hugh Jackson because that's what the Bengals do. So, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being a Bengals fan? And the very fact that Hugh Jackson when he is even being considered to be your next head coach, I mean, it, it really is insane. I, he, that, he, it seems very random, too. Like, what, what, what is it about Hugh Jackson? I don't get it. What, where, where is this? Uh, he has this completely unearned reputation as some sort of an offensive some, guru. Some kind of quarterback whisperer. I, I mean, look, the, the Bengals had some good offenses early in Dalton's career when Hugh Jackson was the offensive coordinator, to be fair. I mean, they did. They had those good I – mean, of course, you know, they went 0-7 when Marvin Lewis was there as the head coach in the playoffs. Um, so they never won a playoff game. Now, I'm not saying that's Hugh Jackson's fault per se. I'm just saying there's nothing about his resume. What, what, is, he, what is he hanging his hat on? Exactly. Like, how, how, how is he getting considered what? after going 1-30 – one, one and thirty-one is a head coach for the Browns. And the second he left town, the Browns correct, correct, kicked into high gear. Correct. My my Browns. And a quarterback already not uh, not exactly a huge endorser of the coach. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> Baker Mayfield appears to have no love lost for. Uh, there's no love lost there for Hugh Jackson. But in any event, yeah. So you've got the Denver job opening. Vance Joseph gone after two years. It was a weird hire, I thought, to begin with. Uh, Miami, Adam Gase gone after three years. Made the playoffs his first year, two losing seasons back-to-back. And now he's uh, highly getting highly considered Correct. jobs. Correct. Arizona, Steve Wilkes after one year, also thought was an odd hire. 
Jetro's Todd Bowles after four years, perfectly legitimate. They, of course, you know, look, they, they they've had losing seasons the last three years. They went ten and six his first year, but of course. They went ten and six the first year in classic Jet fashion. Didn't they lose in the last game of the season to Buffalo? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Would have made, put a, would have put them in the play. They had a great win against the Patriots in Week sixteen to get to ten and five. All they had to do was beat a not very good Buffalo Bills team in Week seventeen. Yeah. Of course, coached by Sexy Rexy, <laughs> right. and then of course right. they lost right. that game. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Yep. Of course. I mean, that's uh, yeah. Jets going to Jets. I mean, <laughs> and, then, and then of course we just talked about the Cincy opening and Tampa Bay again. Dirt Dirt Dir- Cutter. AKA the librarian also out after three years there. So, I mean, look, McCarthy needed to go. Rogers couldn't stand him anymore. Um, Hugh Jackson, certainly nobody could argue with the fact that he got fired midseason. But, I mean, you look at the rest of these teams. I mean, other than the Jets who gave Bowles a perfectly legitimate amount of time, four years. I mean, Vance Joseph, two years. Steve Wilkes, one year. Uh, Dirk Cutter, I think, was in Tampa Bay for, what, three years. Adam Gase in Miami for three years. Um, and by the way, just as an aside, so of course, two of these teams reside in which division? The uh, the, NFC, the AFC East. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Of I mean, of which, of which I mean, uh, the past for twenty years, <laughs> any like, it's mathematically impossible. I mean, can any? Has I mean, listen, Tommy. I mean, it's just, it's Tommy. I, I get the Patriots are great. Everything has always broken his way his entire his entire professional career. Yeah. And for twenty or nineteen years, whatever. Uh huh. Yep. They've not had one good team to contend with. Nope. In the division, nor have they had one good quarterback to to contend with in the division. It's impossible. Yeah. The three other teams yep. for nineteen years could not yep. field one. You know, you, you want to tell me the Jets in uh, in o, in no. in oh nine twenty ten? No. I'm not buying that. Had, you know, they had a good they had a good run where their defense was excellent for right. two years, and they had a but, quarterback. But Mark Sanchez was the quarterback. Just. They just asked them to not lose us the game. Right, just don't lose us the game. They had a great running game and a really good defense. Be as mediocre as you want, just don't lose us the game. Correct, correct. And his numbers, by the way, were never any good in those years either. I, I want to say the only decent quarter. I mean, it wasn't Bledsoe when, when the Pats, after the Pats, let him go to him, like one or two decent years for Buffalo? Correct. I, I, I mean, I'm, we're really stretching here. Yep. I'm like, I'm really... And Chad Pennington for a couple of years with the Jets was okay. And Tannehill might have had a good statistical year one of these years. I mean, we, we know we know Tannehill. Yeah. It's, it's Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins I mean, made the... One pl- year, I think he had, he, you know, he had do- 4,000 yards. But I mean, but, you know, you wouldn't consider him... No. I don't think, I don't think there's any point... Look, Ryan Tannehill... The team's going up against, against Ryan Tannehill. Oh, my God, we got to play Tannehill. Ooh, this Correct. Be a rough one. Correct. No. In fact, let's use that as a criteria. Has there ever been one quarterback in the Brady era mm-hmm. that you would say this is going to be a this is going to be a rough game because you know, we got to go up against this quarterback who's going to give in, us a lot of in, problems? In, in the, nineteen years, has, has any team in the National Football League uh-huh. ever been worried about it? Uh, Another team from the, from, the, from the AFC East? No, no. The answer to that would be no. Right? I mean, I don't nope. think I'm, I don't think no. this is a stretch. Not no, one. not a one. No. It's not Rodgers. No Drew Brees, no Philip Rivers, no Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Christ, no Matt Ryan, not even Matthew Stafford. A Romo. A Romo. Um, or, I, I mean, whatever. Even they, There hasn't even been a quarterback of Andy Dalton's caliber in the AFC East. No since Rich the, Gannon. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, you Kirk. Said, you said, they don't even you said have, no Dalton, right? Yeah, no, 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 no Andy Dalton. Not, not even a Kirk Cousins in that division. It's unbelievable. By the, by the way, could I have been any more right about Kirk Cousins? <laughs> strange play. And by the way, I mean, just uh, I, I, I mean, his numbers are good. Thirty touchdowns, ten interceptions. Right. Yeah. I remember there was a once upon a time you threw thirty t- touchdowns, ten interceptions. Yes. You were probably uh, you were probably shooting for the Hall of Fame. Correct. 
Correct. Well, I believe and now you don't. Now you're not even. You're not even a blip on the radar. Screen. Yes. The phrase that I use. Like how is, can you have a, a mediocre season throwing thirty touchdowns and ten interceptions? The phrase that I used when when we did the free agent show last year was he's a stat whore, and that would perfect. Yeah, listen, and he'll never around. win you a big game. And again, I don't subscribe to this. We're now assigning win loss records to quarterbacks because football's the ultimate team game. However, that is asterisk. That aside. Uh, I believe the teams on which Kirk Cousins has been the starting quarterback against teams with winning records are now five and twenty-five in yeah, thirty games. Yeah, I heard, I heard that like that. Uh, so I, I mean, look uh, again uh, when they needed to get it done last week against the Bears team that had very little to play for. The, pay, the Vikings had everything to play for at home. Uh, complete laid a complete egg. Yeah. Uh, you know, I told you I, I keep going back to that game when the Redskins needed to beat a Giants team that had nothing to play for two years ago or three years ago uh, in Washington, last game of the year, and they were in a close game, and he threw two uh, soul crushing fourth quarter interceptions in that game, yeah. and they lost that game. I mean, that's who Kirk Cousins is. Yeah, he throws a really pretty pass, puts up lots of big numbers. Um, Played a bunch of games against us, against my squad, where he put up huge numbers yeah. and, and still, you know, just would yeah. throw a late interception. Do, just do I, something. I mean, listen, do something late in the game to not help. I know, you, not help you win. I mean, look, you're, you're right though about this. I mean, look, by by all accounts, in everyone's estimation, Matthew Stafford had a horrendous year this year: 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and he was right. awful. Right. He was absolutely atrocious because he threw for 3,800 yards and 21 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, and that is supposedly an absolute atrocious year. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess as long as we're talking about coaches, I, mean, I guess we should also at some point bring up, bring up uh, your – Curious to hear your the opinion of your first of the first season of oh like, Matt Patricia Pat. yeah yeah okay we can, we can get to that and then I want to go imagine, down imagine, imagine you're not thrilled uh no I, I I wasn't thrilled and it's not just because of the record right um you know there's a couple you know look he took over a team that was nine and seven nine and seven seven and nine nine and seven now. The seven and nine team that was the Hail Mary Aaron Rodgers game. That was the Monday Night Football against Seattle game that season. That team easily could have been nine and seven, or should have really been ten and six. Because I contend, and I'll take this to my grave, that had the Lions not lost that game to Green Bay, they do not lose the next week to a bad Rams team, which was their the next game after that. They clearly were deflated. Remember that team started one and six. And then they were rolling in the second half of the year. And had they won that game? Now, listen, to be fair, should have never come down to the Hail Mary because Jim Caldwell's ridiculously conservative. And when the Lions had a chance to put their foot on the gas and put the Packers away, they didn't do it. They settled for field goals instead of getting touchdowns. So, look, I, 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 you know, yes, that, of course, lost them the game. Uh, and, of course, the ridiculous face mask penalty on a play before, on a scramble, lateral play where Devin Taylor's pinky. We're, we're talking about the Rodgers to Rodgers, Hail Mary. Yeah, the yeah, play yeah, the, the Hail Mary game. The uninitiated. Yeah, yeah, the Hail Mary game from four years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, when the Lions lost that ridiculous Thursday night game to the Packers. Um, but my point is, even if you want to look at that 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 season seven, and I mean, the, the, for the last four years, the Lions at least have been a slightly above average team, Okay. So it's not like he took over uh, the Browns and you went from one and thirty-one to six and ten, and so you're seeing progress. This, by all accounts, was a regression of a season. Uh, there are a lot of reasons for it. Some had to do with injuries, um, but I'm sorry. For a while, it looked like the the arrow was pointing up. You know, you had that game. That who's that? It was that in the 
that uh, middle of the season. I think you won it in Miami, right? Yeah, that was Where early. Was that got us to three and three, I believe. Right, but you, you played the physical brand of football that you thought you might be building. It looked yes. like it looked like at that point that you know maybe maybe we're building something here. And it then, did, and then it seems like it, the wheels came off. It did. That. It did. Well, look, you know, I Again, mean, just what, the NFL. Like just when you think you you have a handle on what's going on, you realize yeah. you had no handle. Right, and well, and the Dolphins proved to not be a very good team. Well, they do that every year. They'll have like one or mm-hmm. two really nice wins. Yep, and then they correct, and then it's up. Right, because the Dolphins were hot when we went in and beat them. They were, I think they were 4-1 and one at the time or something like that, or 4-2, and two, but they had won three in a row or something like that. So they had been playing well. They had just beaten the Bears the week before um, So uh, when the Bears blew a big lead to them. So, yeah, I mean, look. By the way, just uh, Bill Simmons, you know, the ultimate pass. Yes. Apparently he was, uh, he was doing, the, uh, doing the horror when he left. He was not a big fan. No, of Matt Patricia. Matt oh, really? Yeah. Uh, in what way? I'm not really sure why. I was listening okay. to the podcast, and he just, he just mentioned it real real. Quick. Okay. Like they, you know, it was sort of an aside. They it's, didn't go into it. But it's interesting the because— The point being that the, you know, the ultimate Pats fan thought he was, just, thought he was terrible. Gotcha. Um, it's interesting because a lot, of, a lot of the players, anyway, and Bilicek himself, had nothing but great things to say about Patricia. Um, although— <laughs> Excuse me. Although a lot of times— Teams will do that when they want a guy to leave. Although, I mean, he was there for a long time. So, you know, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like he was there for two years uh, and rode Belichick's coattails and, and, and then, you know, they were, they, you know, they uh, couldn't wait to get rid of him. As, as Shags once described uh, Marty Morningway getting the Lions co- job as passing That's a turd. Absurd. Correct. Yes, exactly. And the Niners couldn't wait to get Marty Morningway the hell out of there. Um, but in any event, so here's my thing. Here's my here are my issues with Patricia. Oh, he's, uh, he's with Baltimore, right? Isn't yeah, he, yeah, I believe he's our offense he's coordinator. A lot of credit for for Lamar Jackson. Correct. So um, you know. Correct. But here rise the prominence. Yes. Here are my issues with with, with Patricia. Uh, took you over a team who's nine and seven. He's supposed to be the the, the 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 thing that get the team over the top. They went six and ten. They got blown out by the sorry ass Jets at home on Monday Night Football to open up the season with a rookie quarterback. Unacceptable. Uh, lost to the 49ers to a terrible team, unacceptable. Um, lost to the Bills and their trash quarterback and that entire trash team, unacceptable. The, uh, the, the loss to the, to the Niners, that was uh, – Garoppolo had gotten hurt already, right? Was no, Garoppolo played that game. Garoppolo played that game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, remember he threw an it should have been a, a game losing interception that got nullified by a, uh, a ticky fifty yards away from the ticky ball, tack right? penalty. And you also had that punt return that uh, would have could have. Uh, they probably could have won the game. Actually, that was like maybe with seven minutes left, and uh, Jamal Agnew. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. He got a, we got a good punt. Re- well, it wasn't for a touchdown, but he had a long punt return call right. back got, to, yeah, to penalty. The one that was like you know ticky tack twenty yeah. yards away from the ball. Anyway, my point is we lost. They, they lost some games that they probably shouldn't have lost um, to some teams that aren't very good. Um, the but but my my overall issue with Patricia is a couple of things. Um, one. He, after looking like he wasn't going to be Bill Belichick from a public persona standpoint, uh, he was very gregarious and, and funny and outgoing at his initial press conference. He reverted right back to that nonsense, which I can't stand. I mean, listen, I, I'm not saying you got to be buddy-buddy with the media, but don't treat your fans like don't, they're idiots. Don't be like sneering and condescending. Right, exactly. Exactly, and don't tell a reporter to sit up straight and, tr- and, and respect the process when you're when you're about when you're, as exactly as right when you're forty pounds overweight and you look like a homeless person with a ridiculous <laughs> lumberjack beard. Okay, don't be lecturing people on their decorum and and, and their public comportment. Okay, how about that? Nice. <laughs> okay, that's number one. Number two, but from a here's my 
issue with him as a coach, though. Lots of clock management issues. Doesn't understand. Um, had a bunch of games where he butchered the end of halves. Uh, play plays the plays it way too close to the vest of conservative. You know how the Patriots, which is weird. You know the Patriots pretty much always go for fourth and less than three when they're on the other side of the fifty or the other side of the forty. And always get it. right, right. But 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 because but but I think the numbers dictate that that's that's the smart play. It's some kind of analytic. It's, it's, it's analytics driven. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The Lions almost never did that this year. We almost never went for it in fourth and short situations when we were on the other team's 45 or, or closer, which drove me nuts. Um, it just, it, 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 I didn't see anything in-game from him that made me think he's any different than Caldwell. And in fact, I thought he was worse than Jim Caldwell in a lot of respects. Now, can he scheme up a defense from an X and O standpoint? Absolutely. And did the Lions defense get markedly better, particularly against the run after Snacks Harrison got there? Absolutely. Um, and so I, I'm somewhat encouraged by what I saw from uh, the defense as the season wore on, uh, especially considering they don't have anybody on the team that could really rush the passer. Um, and yet they still got like 40-something sacks because a lot of them were covered sacks. And you've got to give the coaching staff credit for that. But overall, obviously, the record notwithstanding, just, you know, just seems like an unpleasant guy. Another one of these guys thinks he knows more than everybody else. But, you know, another guy who's defensive. I mean, even the Dolphins win. They idiotically went for two to try to put them up 14, which made absolutely no sense where if you just kick the field goal there, I mean, if you kick the extra point um, and, then the, and then the other team, if the Dolphins – the reason that you didn't do – what was the reason that you didn't do, that you don't do? Well, first of all, you, you just don't chase points to begin with when you have a lead. It just well, doesn't make sense. Well, when was it? When did you do it? Like how, uh, how early in the game? I mean, I think it was either the end of the third quarter or the very beginning of the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. So you got to figure two te- each team's probably going to have at least two more possessions. The reason that you didn't do it there or shouldn't have done it there was because if, the, if you held the Dolphins to a field goal on their next possession and then you kicked a field goal, you're still going to be up two scores. It, it, it made absolutely no sense. It was, and then, of course, when he got asked about it, he pretended like what his decision was beyond reproach. Like that, that no, 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 of, co- of course you go for two there. Of course. Right. Yeah, right. you know, he's one of those guys, which is just, look, as a fan, it's not pleasing. I had Billy Tuna do it in the, in the early 2000s. Right. Charge says go for two, and it lost me the game. Right. Well, look, we, we've talked about this, you know, ad infinitum. Most coaches literally do not understand when to go for two and when not to. I mean, they really don't. Uh, chasing points is always a bad idea. Always. I mean, it is always a bad idea. Now, you may not. It may well, not. I tell you, the way the way kickers are missing extra points these days, it's unbelievable. Well, I mean, but but we have the Lions happen to have one of the best kickers, and you know yeah, that, that's a, that, that notwithstanding. Right. I'm just saying, you're right. I mean, look, not every situation is the same. If you have a bad kicker and you don't trust your kicker, okay, I, I can live with it. Or the bad weather conditions, or whatever. I mean, but it was in Miami. The weather was fine, and Matt Prater is a phenomenal. I don't think he's missed an extra point since he's been with the Lions, or maybe he's missed one, but it was it wasn't because he missed the kick. I think it was you know the bad exchange or something on the snap. Anyway, obviously overall very disappointing first season. Um, I think. The offensive coordinator and he did not see eye to eye. Probably in retrospect, it was a mistake to keep Jim Bob Cooter. Very Pro- difficult to be an effective tactician when your name is Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real tough ask. Listen, I I find that name to be kind of funny. Obviously, it sounds like a t- character from the Dukes of Hazard. Exactly. Uh, you you're much harder pressed to be good with a name like Matt Eberflus. Sports boss hog. Exactly. 
But you're much harder pressed to be a good coordinator with a name like Matt Eberflus. I'm sorry, that is coach, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's a very good coach. He may get he may get a job. He may he may former yeah. Cowboys assistant now the defensive coordinator for the Colts. So anyway, just to put a bow on the whole Matt Patricia don't, don't, don't thing. Just leave it on the flus. I know, I know. Well, just to put a bow on the whole Patricia Patricia thing, it was clearly a very disappointing year, both from a results standpoint and just from his overall. Uh, personality and demeanor. Yeah, it was. It was. It was not. It was not. Uh, it, it was not what you want, <laughs> as, as you will. Um, but anyway, let's go Shout around. Out to Joey Looseleaf, I miss you, buddy. Yeah, let's go around a league real quick. Although you know what was I? What did I, oh you know what I was listening to an old podcast we did, or maybe it was just me uh, from from Joey Looseleaf's last year when he pulled Sabathia after like four and a third innings and fifty five pitches. And it was the year when you guys playoffs. Yeah, against the engines. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you lost. It, it, obviously, you battled back and ended up winning that series. But I, I, I remember talking about it and being like, "Joey, Lucy, what are you doing? Pulling Sabathia after fifty? Because you ended up losing that game. It was a game you ended up. It was one of the early games you ended up losing. Your bullpen came in and completely imploded. Um, oh, that, oh, that's that I think that was the game where the guy grand slam. Correct. When I, when I had a complete meltdown. Correct. Yeah. After he was struck out, when the ball ticked off the bat and they didn't review it. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And, so my and point, then, uh, and then Joey Lucy wanted to kill himself. Right. I know he was very upset he, he with himself. Takes that stuff, he yes, takes, I know. Takes stuff I know. Anyway, my point. You know, I'm a big Joey Lucy guy, but he's not perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. Anyway, let's go around the league. So the Cleveland job. I, you know, look. You look at these jobs: Green Bay, Cleveland, Denver. Uh, I think Miami, Arizona, Jets, Cincy, Tampa Bay. If I were going to rank these jobs right now as the most attractive, I swear to God, I'm putting Cleveland number one. Right. Right. Well, the way they finished the season, you got a, you got a guy who certainly looks like, looks to be a franchise QB. Yep. I mean, twenty seven touchdowns and, and eleven interceptions in your rookie year is fantastic. And he's watching. He just he he certainly seems to have the it factor. Yes, exactly. Uh, which I, I believe we both were uh, on that last year. Uh, I know. I, I I mean, I know he was definitely my number one quarterback for sure. I had I had um, you had him and Darnold, right? I had Darnold as one A Baker's right, B. right, right. <laughs> might be revisiting that. Yeah, you might be. You might be. But again, you know, I mean, look again. All you need to know is that team was one in thirty one, and they went seven eight and one this year. And they really they got screwed in that game against the Raiders, where they respotted the ball after they got a first down and would have run the clock out, and then they respotted and said they didn't get the first down. So of course, Hugh Jackson, instead of going for it and salting the game away, decides to punt, and of course, it goes to overtime. They end up losing the game. Um, they could have won, beaten the Steelers in Week One, the game they tied, and then it was another game that they. I mean, that right they, the kicker in, the, in, uh, in overtime missed. Didn't he miss? Didn't he miss like two or three kicks? In yeah, that game? yeah. Whoever the kicker was at the time, I, Greg Joseph, I think, or is that who they have now? I think the Steelers kicker also missed. Yeah, you know, Boswell missed kicks in that game yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, you could make it if you're a Browns fan, you'd say the Browns should have won that game. If you're a Steelers fan, you'd say the Steelers should have won the game. Steelers My had point. A rough year with uh, they, they had some brutal losses. <laughs> could that season have ended any more fittingly? I mean that 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 that, that, that was pretty, actually pretty surreal. Very unstealer like what's happening over there. We'll get to that in a little bit, but you know, I mean, just look at the fact that they were one and thirty-one, and they went seven, eight, and one. That's a, obviously a massive improvement, but they really could have probably been a lot better. Plays, they could have well, easily been. They probably say that for a lot. Of okay, but, teams, they, but they, yeah, I mean, you know, look, the Jets had them beaten. Of course, the Jets did what the Jets do, and the Browns came back and won that game. So whatever. To, my point is, they easily could have been a nine and seven team or a ten and six team could have made the playoffs this year. They've got well, a really one thirty one to that is, is excellent, right? And they've got a very good young roster. They've got talent on both sides of the ball. They've got skilled position players. They've got a really good back and chub. Um, 
you know, I, I hate to say it because he's a clown, but Antonio Callaway looks like a very talented wide receiver. Jarvis Landry's a very good receiver. God, that cat, he made a he made a catch late in that game um, against Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Right when they were trying to drop on the sideline. No, not the sideline. The one oh, after that. Oh, jo- Landry, you mean? Landry. Yeah. Oh yeah, Landry it was unbelievable. Where they initially called it incomplete, so the ball hit the ground. Yes, but he, you know, but he, he didn't. His hands yeah, it was around. amazing. Nobody, nobody makes catches yep. like that. But then, meanwhile, in that same game, he dropped and not what it would have been right, a, a, right, hit him right, right in the face mask. Yeah. Yeah. After after the ref screwed the Browns because Lamar Jackson tried to go up over the top and hold the ball out. He pulled it back at the last second. The Browns knocked it out. Jabril Peppers picks it up. He would have he could have walked into the end zone for a 99-yard touchdown return. And of course the refs blew the play dead, which they're not supposed to blow the play dead. It's interesting how that always happens to teams like the Lions and the Browns, all the dregs of the NFL. All of a sudden the refs make them oh, our bad. You're right. We should have let the play go because all scoring plays are reviewed anyway. And all turnovers are reviewed anyway, so there's no reason to ever blow the play dead except when it's the Browns or the Lions. And then we'll blow the play dead. Sorry. It's the Rust Belt. It's the Rust Belt. <laughs> <laughs> get no respect. Oh, my. I'm, listen, they did, that to, they did that to the Lions in the 2011 playoffs against the Saints. They did a strip sack of Drew Brees. Justin Durant's about to run a ball in for a, a right. touchdown. No, no, no. Stop. Right. Stop. Exactly. What doing? No. All right. Do over. Sorry. You got me. Now, see, see what you did to me now? You got me all fired up. Anyway, so I would say the Browns' job is number one. I'd say Green Bay number two just because they have Rodgers there. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Now that guy can mask a lot of problems. Yes, he sure can. Uh, well, as as you call Mike McCarthy, what what is your nickname for him? What do I call him? The chief, the Inspector Cluzo of NFL coaches. Mm, pretty much. The guy dumb locks his way into wins yeah, yeah. right and left. He uh, does. He just he has that bumbling. Yeah. Everything about him. I, I well, listen. Think. He's had many clock management issues over the course of his career too. And listen, I understand he's won a Super Bowl as a head coach. Uh, we're getting we're getting close to ten years, by the way. The last time the Packers won a Super Bowl, so. Uh, everybody, let's relax about Mike McCarthy. And of course, you know the Jets are going to hire him, and you know he's not going to. It's going it's to flame out there. You know, it. you oh, just know it. That'll be a <laughs> utter disaster. You know it. I mean, you just know it's happening. As, and as, as Ron Burgundy would say, this is going to be a complete cultural and financial disaster. Yeah, I mean, listen. Oh, that was his opinion about ESPN, right? right? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I'm, that's just dumb. Yeah, I mean, I mean, listen. Does it make so, well? We'll get to, we'll get to the Jets in a second. So I would say Cleveland first, Green Bay second, between Denver, Miami, Arizona, the Jets, Cincy, and Tampa Bay. Which of those do you think is the best job? Uh, Green Bay. Okay, sorry. After Green Bay, Denver, Miami, Arizona, Jets, Cincy, Tampa Bay. I meant I said Green Bay. I meant Tampa Bay. Uh, I know you don't think much of Tampa Bay, and not, nor do I, particularly with that quarterback there. And, and you know the management has said you're stuck with him, so you better make it work. None of them. None of them are great. Uh, uh, I would actually say the Jets, if you want to laugh, just because I think Darnold. Because you, yeah. have, you, have, you have what could be a franchise quarterback in play. Correct. And, and they do have some good young people. I mean, look, Jamal Adams is a really good player. Um, you know, they've got some other good pieces. And he's also, he's, he's like another coach. So. And he's a leader. He's a good leader. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they've got some. Uh, Leonard Williams, Big Cat Williams is a good player. Um, Darren Lee took some strides this year before he got suspended for, you know, PEDs. Um, you know they, they 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 need a lot of help on offense though. I mean they 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 need their offensive line needs a lot of work. They need. They might have a tight end. Herndon, Herndon looked very good. I like that pick when they made it. Um, he looked very good down the stretch. 
Uh, but they need help at wide receiver. They need a big time back. I mean, they, they, they just need a lot of work. Let's yeah. not let's be honest. They, they need a lot of work. But franchise quarterback is the hardest thing to right. Find. And listen, he he's by no means a sure thing. But I think he showed enough this year with not a lot around him that he you at least can feel. Uh, encouraged that he potentially could be a franchise quarterback, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I would say the Jets, shockingly enough, would be number three. The rest of these jobs, honestly, they're all crap other jobs. Than the weather, Miami. Oof. My uh, listen, that's a clown owner and a clown organization. The Stephen Ross is a disaster. I mean, it, 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 the Dolphins. When's the last time the Dolphins were re- relevant? When Don Shula was the coach, 85. exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, when J- Jimmy Johnson f- infamously flamed out there. I mean, I think they made the playoffs one year. They were one and out. Yeah, not only out. Remember, I think that's when Fred Taylor ran for like 250 yards against them, and they got blowed out by Jacksonville. Yeah, remember they lost right. like 48 three or something right. like yeah. that. It was an embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins have been pretty much a non-entity for about 25 years now. Um, so yeah, I would say that's not a very good job. Arizona job. I mean, maybe if you like Rosen. Perhaps it would be a good job. What I don't get, by the way, is how all these coaches that only got one, two, or three years, how the GMs still got to keep their job. They got. They were the ones that hired these guys. They're the ones that put these crappy teams on, on the field. It's funny. I was, uh, I was listening to the, the Cowboys podcast. They just they very quickly got to the coaching. Uh-huh. They just made the exact same point. Brought us made the exact same points. Yeah. So, yeah, GMs. Seriously, how does Steve Kime, the Arizona Cardinals GM, still have a job? You hired Steve Wilkes. Nobody else put a gun to your head and made you hire him. Yeah. So he was a terrible hire. It does not reflect well on you when, when your coach is one and out. Correct. Correct. And look, here's the other thing. Uh, to be just fair. Two, years, two, three years ago, two years ago, they, you know, they, they, were, they, were, they were the darlings of the league. Oh, the Cardinals? Yeah. Were they? Like three years ago, yeah. Who yeah, was remember, remember they had the great defense. Right, I know. Carson Palmer was, you know. Oh, right, Carson Palmer was. I was like, who's the quarterback? Yeah, but he still had Fitz. Oh, and David Johnson was a stud. Right. Right. It's only three years ago. Right, you're right. You're right. No, look, I mean, the, the Cardinals have had some, you know, re- somewhat recent mild success. Um, remember we were lauding their defense. They had, yeah. they had defense players all over the yeah. board. Yeah, yeah. Honey Badger and good D-line and Calais Campbell and the whole thing. I know. Um but so I would say maybe Arizona would be fourth on my list then. Uh, you know what? Since he has a pretty good roster, you know, they've, they've drafted well mm-hmm. over the last, say, five years. They do have a pretty – now, you got to figure out what they're going to do. But, you know, if you like Andy Dalton, you don't like Andy Dalton. I mean, the quarterback's a big uh, question mark there. But, um, you know, they've got good young talent on that team. I and mean, Mixon, Mixon had a very good year this year, not surprisingly. Yeah. Um, you know. Sam Hubbard looks like a player. Sam Hubbard looks like a player. So uh, I came along. I came around on him late in the draft. I know. I know. I was not big. I was not big. I was not high on him, but he had a nice year for them. Um, Billy Price, when he played, looked like he was pretty good. Uh, Carl Willis. Uh, the kid from Kansas, Kansas State, State right. um, William Jackson, a corner. Uh, Sean Williams is still a good player. The safety. Uh, what's his? Uh, 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 AJ Green, a wide receiver, still a really good player. Tyler yeah. Boyd is, is shown signs. I mean, they've got some good young pieces over there in Cincinnati. Uh, the, the cupboard is not bare there. Um, now, you know, given the ownership there and everything else that goes on, uh, you know, you may be a little behind the eight ball. But I would take the Cincinnati job over the Denver job. I mean, listen, I know everybody has to bow down at the altar of John Elway because he won two Super Bowls as a quarterback, which he had nothing to do with also, by the way. It was all Terrell Davis. Um, but 
Uh, yes, he was a great quarterback. I understand that. Uh, he's not done a very good job there. I mean, yes, they won with, with another one with Peyton Manning at, as, you know, when he was the executive. Um, Those last two years were probably his best years, though. I mean, Terrell Davis had, did have a lot to do with it. Remember, Rod Smith was, uh, was, was you know, he was at the top. He was one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, he wasn't – he wasn't – I mean, I guess maybe you could be, if you. I was never an Elway fan, so I'm probably being a little biased here. I guess you could say when they finally put a complete team his, around you know, him. His trademark was he would play. He would play shaky football for three quarters, and then the fourth quarter he would take over. That's true. And those last couple of years, he was just. That's true. Game. And to be fair, those 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 Denver teams that got blown out in the Super Bowl in the '80s had wretched defenses. And and by the way, they were probably the fourth best team in the AFC too. I mean, they should have never beaten the Browns both those years. Right. They Browns were, were a much two, better team. Two flute. Yeah, years in a row I mean, the, yeah, the, the Browns were a much better team than those Broncos teams. I mean, they were a much more complete team. I mean, the, 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 those Broncos defenses were awful. I mean, they were awful. Yeah. I mean, I you still, I, I still have watched both, both those games in Denver. No, Cleveland. The, the fumble. Both those games, they were in, uh, the, the, uh, the drive was in Cleveland, right? The drive, I and think. The fumble was in Denver. Yes, correct. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Yes. Yeah, I mean, those Browns teams were good teams. I mean, that, that, that was. I mean, that, that that Browns team. I mean. You know, obviously Kozar was the quarterback. You had Biner and Mack in the backfield. You had Minifield and Dixon in the secondary. Plus, you know, a bunch Clay of other cars. Clay Matthews Sr., Big Daddy Hairston. Uh, I mean, it, those Browns teams were good. Wazzy Newsome right. I mean, right. as a tight end. I mean, those are good teams. Anyway, um, so I would probably say Cincy, Tampa Bay, Miami, I guess is how I would rank those. I mean, ah. I don't know. I, I mean, not, none, none of them are particularly attractive, really. Yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay has some decent young talent over there, too, but I can't stand the quarterback. And, and by the way, I know he's shown some, to be fair, he's shown signs of being talented, but he's also, you know, got some off-the-field off issues uh, and has had some on-the-field issues, too. Um, Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... The, Tampa Bay, not all that attractive. And I told you, the management has come out publicly and stated... Whoever takes his job, Jameis Winston's your quarterback. Right. So, first of all, I would never take a job where right. management told me right. that. Yeah, that, that. About any quarterback, that's really. Not, that's not a good, good right. place to start. About any quarterback, that, let alone Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um, that's where you're going to hit your star to? Right. Okay. And Miami, apparently, they're ready to move oh, on. Wow. Right. right. Exactly. Apparently, Miami's ready to move on from Ryan Tannehill. So, uh, you know, you're, they're going to need a quarterback, so they're going to probably be in a rebuild. As we know, if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're in the national football game and you have no idea what team is playing what division, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you, can't, you can't be a good player in this league. Ryan Tannehill, right? He literally was what like... Would, what would Brock Heard have to say about <laughs> yeah. that, I wonder? So, so Brock Heard does not suffer fools. No, he does not. Yes. Uh, listen, this is the thing about Brock Heward. <laughs> if you were going to be playing we, in a we game... tried to get him on the show, but yeah, he, Brock, he, had, he had prior commitment. Brock Heward, former University of Washington quarterback, uh, younger brother Damon Heward, who also played at University of Washington, who played in the NFL as a backup for a number of years. Uh, and I believe Brock Heward may have been on the Seahawks for a year. He was, yeah, he was in the league for a cup of coffee. Yeah, cup of coffee. Uh, but now he, he's a, he's a college football analyst. Does the games with Bob with shoes and nice job, Shoesy. Uh, come on, Shoesy. <laughs> Bob with shoes. Can't be doing that, Shoesy. <laughs> Bob with shoes and former WFAN staple. Uh, so Brock Heward does all the game. He does a lot of big time games. 
And Aaron and I, we both find him to be uh, a good a good analyst. But he's, he's very um, by the book. Yeah, he's very by the book. He takes his job and he takes the sport of college football very seriously. This is not some parlor trick to be used willy nilly. Exactly this is right. this is college football. So he's he's got a very sort of serious persona about him. And he's so so if you're playing in a game in which Brock Huard is doing the game, you are going to have good pad uh, level. You are going to have good eye discipline. You are not going to fall. Integrity is going to be sound. Yes, yes, yes. Or else you do not play in a game announced by Brock Heward. That, <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah, he he will not have time for you. Yes. Yeah. You will not be playing football in front of Brock Heward. Yes, yes. I was. You know, I had that week in between Christmas and New Year's off, so I watched all these these dopey bowl games. And I think he probably ended up doing like two of them. So I was trying to work on my Brock Heward impersonation. <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I think it's not a stretch to say that I am literally the one person on the planet trying to craft a Brock Heward impersonation. <laughs> I don't even think Brock Heward's so. friends and family do Brock Heward impersonations. <laughs> but I think I am the welcome, one. Brock. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. So Brock Heward, if this gets back to you, this is all done out of love and respect, my man. We, we, we are big fans here on uh, Jamal About Sports. About Great voice. He has a very good Speaking voice. Speaking of great voices, we lost the, the great mean Gene Oakland. Yes, we did. Or as, as the Irish Sheik used to call him, Gene Mean. <laughs> That's right. Gene Mean. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you man. won't want to miss it. Yes. All right, so we talked about the jobs. Who – so I, I think it's pretty 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 much a fait accompli that McCarthy's going to go to the Jets. And look, on its surface – You can probably you can probably etch that in stone. And, right? But, and on its that's, surface – it, That's such a Jet. You can make, but you can make a strong argument for it, right? They've got the young quarterback. He worked with Aaron Rodgers, right? He gets a lot of credit for Aaron Rodgers, whether legitimately or not. He gets a lot of credit for that, right? He's got the resume, and you know he won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. They made the playoffs a lot in Green Bay. He's got a very good overall career record. So on its surface, it's a very defensible move. But I think if you peel the onion back a little bit on Mike McCarthy, you realize that probably Aaron Rodgers made Mark, Mike McCarthy's career, not the other way around. I think it's probably fair to say. I think that's probably a good bet. Right? Um, and so, and given given the star-crossed history, shall we say, of the Jets franchise, I mean, we're, he's he's the Jets coach, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's a fact. <laughs> I think he's going to be phrase the great maestro. <laughs> yes, Bob Cobb. Uh, yes, I think. Uh, I happen to know Leonard Bernstein was called maestro <laughs> in social situation because we were out one night and somebody came up to him and said, "Hello, maestro." So that's a fact. All right? How about a beer? Yes, uh, that is correct. That would be played by the great Mark Met. Calf, by the way. Uh, also, uh, Niedermeyer from Animal House, correct? So, McCarthy's going to go to the Jets for sure. Adam Gaze may get one of these other jobs. He also may be the Lions' uh, new offense coordinator. He was a Lions' uh, Q-backs coach in the Rod Marinelli, Mike Mertz era. Mm-hmm. He was uh, So, he's got some ties to the Lions organization there. Um, Chris Richard is a name to look Chris at. Chris Richard from yeah. the Cowboys, uh, Seahawks, and now with the Cowboys. Uh, you see who else is making the rounds? Who's that? The unblinking mannequin. Oh, is that right? Jim Caldwell is interviewed right. with... The Packers, the Browns, the Cardinals, uh, I think the Jets. Oh, it would be so. It would just be so like Lions Packers football. For, yep. For Caldwell to go to the Packers. Yep. And like. Yep. 
Fourth, like constantly going for it on fourth and one. All, all the clock management issues will be solved <laughs> all of a sudden. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, all of a sudden he'll be he'll be like a, a guru when it comes to clock management. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He'll be super aggressive. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, listen, you could almost set your watch by it. I mean, and then of course, and, and, then, and then getting a lot of that things of that nature. <laughs> that's, the game. Oh, that's yeah. That's another one that we should probably just lock out. Yeah. Game, right. Yeah. So, oh, uh, and and another guy, another name to keep an eye on is former poly prep uh, uh, Flores, right? Brian Flores is uh, I believe interviewed with the Cardinals and the Browns I think this weekend because of course now, now Simmons is high on him uh, Bill Simmons is high on Brian Flores yeah. uh-huh. interesting Again, um, coming from the ultimate path. Yeah, game. I met him once, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, years ago when he was just getting hired by the Pats as like a scouting assistant. I mean, this guy has really worked. It. I mean, he played – so he went to Poly Prep, which is my alma mater, high school alma mater, which is a small private school here in Brooklyn. Uh, was a very good football player there. Got a scholarship and played outside linebacker at BC. Was a good, solid college player when BC I think was still in the – no, I guess it was when they were in the ACC. Maybe it was at the tail end of their biggies, but whatever. It's big time Division One college football. Played there, and then yeah, I saw I met him at an alumni event, probably close to shit ten years ago now. And uh, yeah, he had just gotten hired by the Patriots as like a maybe like a quality control coach or a scouting assistant or something. A very low level job. So he's obviously grinded and moved his way up the ladder. Um, and he's basically the de facto. You know, they don't they don't give anybody the defensive coordinator title there in New England. That's not what they do. Right. You know, but right. he's a, but for all intents and purposes or intensive purposes, intensive purposes. Yes. <laughs> he is he is the he is the defensive coordinator for the Patriots. So uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him get a job, and I would like to see him get a job. It'd be a nice feather in our cap. Be the second Polly uh, alum to be uh, a head coach of the NFL. The first one, not so proud of. Who's that? Richie Cote. <laughs> he was a Polly guy. <laughs> Did have a winning record with the Eagles, though, if you can believe it. One season, I think they went nine and seven with him yeah. as head coach. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, the ultimate symbol of of, of, of coaching haplessness. Definitely goes to Ray Hanley, right? Yeah, I would, I, I would say so. <laughs> At this point, I'm not sure who the quarterback's going to be. Is it going to be Shims or if it's going to be Hostetler? I mean, I remember, he just I remember, uh, he I had that. Russo doing a bit like late in training camp. Hey, come on, I'm ready. You're wasting everybody's time. You know the quarterback's going to be. I stop wasting everybody's time. Come on, Ray Hanley. You got to love Mad Dog. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, another another name to keep your eye on. Uh, when one of the great, I have to give credit where credit is due. One of the great Eric, uh, Eric, one of the great Chris Berman nicknames of all time. Eric sleeping with the enemy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's getting some some consideration. I would think that he would be a good hire for Denver for a couple of reasons. One in the from, division, from there. right? And he's and he played ball, college ball, Colorado. So you think he'd be a fan favorite instantly. And you know they want an offensive coach there. He comes from now the Andy Reid coaching tree. Obviously, all the good things. Things that uh, the Chiefs' offense is doing there. He's the office coordinator, even though he doesn't call the plays. But neither Matt Nagy was, and obviously he had a lot of success this year with the Bears. So I would think the enemy would make a lot of sense in Denver. Although I haven't seen his name mentioned. Uh, I, oh, you know who else uh, just interviewed with the Browns? The Danimal. Is that right? Dan, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Well, remember, oh, I, I, was, I was thinking of Dan Hampton. Oh no, Dan, really? Dan, Dan, Dan Campbell. 
Where so was he? Ex, ex tight end for both the Lions and Cowboys. Correct. Giants. Correct. Yeah. He, he bounced it. around a league. Mostly a yeah. special teams guy, third string blocking tight end right, type. Right. He's yeah. One of those guys that you love having on a team. Correct. You know, ultimate teammate. One of those. Type well, guys. remember he he was the interim coach for the Dolphins not that long ago. He took over for Tony Sperano yeah. when he got fired, and he went five and seven. But he he got, he got apparently got a lot of good reviews as being a good leader and stuff. So I've seen his name. Bat, I mean, the, 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 the names have been all over the place. I mean, Eberflus. Uh, Richard, uh, Caldwell, Adam Gase. Um, uh, now I think the Jack, the Jets might want to interview Matt Rule, who is the coach at Baylor, late of Temple, and was at Temple when they won back to back. They had back to back ten win seasons, which I don't care what conference Temple plays, and that's an accomplishment. Uh, very highly thought of. So he's a potential name to to look for too. I mean, there, there's just a ton of guys out there right now. A ton. And a ton of jobs. And a ton of jobs. I mean, literally, a quarter of the jobs are open in the NFL. Yep. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be back with Wild Card Weekend predictions right after this. All right, we are back here on the Wild Card Weekend edition of Jamal About Sports. So we will get to predictions as we've got, I believe, the first game is kicking off right now as we speak. Of course, I've got a recording, so we will right. get to that. But uh, let's just do a little whip around. We'll get to your game. I guess we'll do your game last so we can get a lot of insights. So, but first... Houston versus uh, Indianapolis. Who you got? I'm going Houston. Okay. For one reason. Yeah. Because the Colts, uh, Colts are the hottest team in the league, and they're the, exactly. they're, 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 they're the team. They're the team yep. would be the most likely to jump on it. Yep. They look against the Cowboys three weeks ago. Yep. They they look like they look legit. By the way, which uh, which is all I need to see, you know, which is kind of all I need to see. Yep. I'm, I'll, I'll take you. By the way. By, by the way, they've got next year. They've got a ton of cap space too. That, well, that team's going to be good. So look at they. They are like in in, in 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 similarly like last year's Saints. Look at the Colts draft this year, and then tell and then so so for for, for all these idiotic teams that still think free agency is the way to go. Look at the Colts draft this year. You Quint- got two starting offensive linemen, including one who looks like looks like a future Hall. Quinn Nelson, first round pick, guard out of Notre Dame, is an absolute beast. Braden Smith starting at right tackle. Braden Smith starting at right tackle has been very good yep. from Auburn. Played guard in college, moving to right tackle has been very good. He was a third round pick. Uh, Darius Leonard, linebacker, for, had an All Pro yeah, season. One hundred forty five tackles, seven sacks, four interceptions, forced four fumbles. forced fumbles. Guys, a, a, a game wrecker. And I knew when the Cowboys played him, yep. he was tired of hearing all the I know. band rush. Right. I knew he was going to have a big game. Yeah. And, of course, he did the fake wolf call. I, right. I, I knew it was coming. And he had also been o- 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 ridiculously uh, overlooked for the Pro Bowl, too. Not that the Pro Bowl. I mean, yeah. apparently players he made, he made, care. He made, he made all pro. Right? He made he all pro, but he didn't make the Pro Bowl, which is ridiculous. Who cares? All pro uh, is much. Guy, the, guy, the guy's legit. But wait. Oh, there were two plays in that game where he covered uh, Cole Beasley. Right. Slot and knocked two balls. Away. The guy's he, ridiculous. He's ridiculous. So wait. Also, So they also got Naeem Hines. Right. Also, Jordan Wilkins. Mm-hmm. So two third down type backs that have contributed to their to their success this year. Um, also, um, who else? Who else? Oh, um, uh, the 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 uh, Jalen Holmes. Oh, from Ohio State. Ohio State. I mean, they, they, yeah. they've got like eight guys from this year's draft that are all contributing. Yeah. I mean, some obviously more than others, but very similar to the Saints draft last year where they had all those guys that, that really chipped in. Um, yeah. So but, I'm, not, I'm not picking against because I don't think they're good. I think right. They're, they actually think they're very good. It's just, uh, this, is the, this is the bucking conventional wisdom. Si- similar. I, I'm with you on that. Similar thing. One, I don't understand why people still keep look, overlooking Deshaun Watson, a guy who's a big game player. So but, there's something where he's, he hasn't um, – he hasn't been 
he hasn't been blown out or something like since high school. Like Deshaun never, Watson. Yeah, he's never lost a game by more than a touchdown or some something since high school. Something well ridiculous. I, like I, I'm going to go with Houston too for similar reasons to yours in that Colts are ten and one in their last eleven games. They're due to lose a game. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. that, and you know both teams know each other really well. Hopefully it'll be a good game. I have, I mean, I listen. I'll be happy either way because I'm a big Deshaun Watson guy. So I, I'd be happy to, and and big DeAndre Hopkins guy. So I wouldn't mind seeing Houston win. I mean, um, I mean you don't want to just count Captain Andrew Luck. Well, I, I like Captain. His, his yes, resolve is strong. Yes, it is, and I also and Frank Reich. Is, yeah, my, my, my guy Frank Reich's the head coach at Indianapolis. And also, I mean, how great would it be? The little rat face, the little uh, who, who spurned the Colts job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh yeah, McDaniels, exactly. right? And then he watches, watches see, see Frank Reich lead the Colts to the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm actually just looking Frank forward Reich to grizzled. Yes. Frank yes, he, yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> met him once, too, as a matter of fact. Well, Maryland. Uh, yes. Columbus, met him. Uh, well, I met him when he was well, a backup. One of the greatest comebacks in history. Two of the greatest comebacks. Oh, right. College and, Maryland, and pro. Yeah. And with Down 31 nothing in the University of Miami, Miami in the 80s yeah. when that's when Miami was a, uh, <laughs> yeah. was a powerhouse. Not like this junk that they're putting out there now. Uh, losing 35-3 to Wisconsin in a bowl game. And then... Um, and then, uh, and then, obviously, the, the Bills game against uh, the Oilers in 1992. He was yeah, the quarterback right, for that exactly. game because Kelly was hurt. Um, so, yeah, I have no real dog in the fight, although I just want to see a really good game. Um, oh, yeah, but I met Frank Reich when he was a backup quarterback for the Lions for one year when I was out there at minicamp. Mm. Uh, all right, game number two, Baltimore-San Diego. Who you got? I That's tomorrow's I'm, game. I think I'm going uh, San Diego. As am I. Uh, oh, by the way. I understand they play in Los Angeles, supposedly, or Carson City. It's San Diego. Thank you. Thank you. They're, they're, not, they're not the L.A. Clippers. We're going with San the, Diego correct. Super Chargers. San Diego Super Chargers. That's, That's exactly right. right. That's exactly Damn right. right. Yes, I, I, I agree. I understand Baltimore beat them a few weeks ago. I understand everybody's on the Baltimore bandwagon. That's, no, that's, the, that's the other reason, right? right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And listen, I, I give, give, give credit where credit's due. Lamar Jackson has been a bit of a revelation, um, you know. Still, you know, ball security issues here or there. Not probably, obviously, still not the most polished passer. Um, but here's the thing: these teams that they've beaten, they don't. You know, the Chargers have already seen this look, right? They've seen this not that long ago. Most yeah. teams when they see this like running quarterback thing, they don't know what to do with it. Right? They're basically, running the veer. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Plus, <laughs> they're bringing back like pretty much a wing He's Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, Julius Caesar Watts. Yeah. Um, and also, they, they may, Chargers may be getting Hunter Henry back, which would make Stephen A. Smith very happy. Um, Is that right? Well, did you, oh, you didn't see that? No. There was a big uh, kerfuffle a few weeks ago. Stephen A. Smith was doing previewing the Chargers-Chiefs game. And he said, big matchup to watch out for is Derek Johnson covering Hunter Henry. Well, Derek Johnson's on the Raiders, and Hunter Henry's been on injury right. reserve all year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nicely done, Steve. Not to be outdone, Keith Butler, the... Uh, Defensive coordinator for the for the Steelers two weeks ago when they were playing the Bengals said, "Yeah, we got to really watch out for Tyler Eifert, the tight end for the Bengals." Meanwhile, he hasn't played right, all he's year. Been, he's right. been on injured reserve. Well, they, have, they have about fifty Tylers. I know, so I know. Kind of That's true. Tyler Boyd, uh, Tyler Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft. <laughs> That's right. Seals and Croft. Correct. Um, all right, so yes, yeah, so we're both in lockstep so far. Both going Houston, both going Baltimore. So by the way, you know, that, I mean, we just signed there, sealed the kiss of death for both Sorry, teams. Guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Chicago, Philly. Uh, 
Um, I mean, Philly, nobody's hotter than Philly. Nick Foles. Apparently, Nick Foles is the greatest big game quarterback in the history of football. A mediocre, uh, an otherwise mediocre quarterback somehow is, is as clutch as they get in big games. I'm taking the Bears. Yeah. Uh, sadly, me too. Although, it's, it's so not because I hate the Eagles. There's no, it's just. It, it. It's in Chicago. At some point, the, 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 the Foles, Eagles Foles magic has got to wear off. Correct, at some point, doesn't it? Correct. And he's he's played great. He's this, played great. This isn't this isn't, uh, this isn't me hating on Nick Foles. And my guy Golden Tate is on the Eagles, so I I, I, I would like to see him do well. Um, and plus, obviously, I can't root for the Bears. Um, and my guy Jim Schwartz is still the D coordinator for Philly, so I, I've got a little skin in the game there. Um, one thing to keep in mind, though, Eddie Jackson game time decision that could be a big. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know. Um, All right, so so far we agree on all on all this. Now, I I, so now we get to your game. Uh, Obviously, I I know it's hard because you know you're a fan of the team. You want me to go first and give you my take on it? Good. All right. So uh, obviously, Cowboys one of the hotter teams in the league. Uh, So is Seattle. So is Seattle. Um, And uh, I, I listen. I say this to you. I've said this to you off air. I say it on air. Uh, I'm. I'm. You, you, listen. Your owner makes it impossible for me to want good things to happen to your team, right? He does. And, and, and honestly, and, and the running back, I can't stand either. The rest of your team, I find very likable. Really likable. A lot of players that I've liked in college that you have on your team now, including Leighton Vander Esch, um, including Awuze. Uh, you know, there's. Um, so I, I what is it with the running back other than the stupid feed me thing after first time? That notwithstanding, right. what's, what's what's your problem with him? Uh, I mean, just he he that that's a big part of it, by the way. Right. Um, I, I I don't know. He he just sort of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. He, he just you know, but whatever. It, 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 he's not like my least favorite player in the league. He just kind of annoys me a little bit. Uh, right. Not saying he's a terrible guy or anything like that. You know, probably young and dumb and immature, made some stupid decisions. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't hate. I mean, I I don't have nearly the the, the dislike for him that I have for the owner. Um, I, I would think there's uh, probably and listen, fifty million people in the country that feel the same. Correct. Way. And 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 of course, you know, look, the the, the networks don't help either by you know with the Constant obligatory the, the, the obligatory the Jones box. booth shot, yeah. Jones family Who booth shot, right? Correct. You know, they do something good. Correct. Um, and listen, I have a ton of respect for. The quarterback. I think Dak Prescott is is a guy you want on your team. The the problem, as we've said before, as, as you, you've said he keeps both teams in the game at all times. And and so from play to play, he can look like a guy who has, who has yep. no business being in the National Football League. Yep. To a guy who, well, this guy's a franchise quarterback. I mean, look that throw he made last week. I get it was a meaningless game, whatever. Ridiculous. That it's throw insane. he made on fourth down, the touchdown throw when he escaped yeah. the sack to Beasley was ridiculous. It was a great catch by Beasley too. Man, it's a great throw. Right. Uh, but but meanwhile, three throws before that, he had Cooper wide open for a touchdown yards, and missed him by 15 yards. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 way to play. Yeah. So, uh, but listen, he's a stand-up guy. He's accountable. He's not a douche. I like everything about Dak Prescott. I would take genuine, him. Genuine, like you know, he's not. He's not like a. He, he he's just, genuine. He, he yeah, he doesn't just spout like nope. you know annoying. No. Uh, Nope. 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 I'm a, I'm a Dak Prescott fan for sure. Uh, if the Lions didn't have Matt Stafford, I'd take him on the Lions tomorrow. I like him. The only reason I'm going with Seattle is I just think Russell Wilson's just a little bit better. That's it. That's well. That's the biggest reason. That's that's the biggest reason is yeah. The two quarterbacks. 
Uh, you know, it's 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 hard. And I know you hate him, and I'm not a big fan, but you know what? Pete, Carroll, Pete Carroll's a good coach. Can't stand, can't stand yeah, him. The guy's a good coach, though. I mean, this was supposed to be yeah. a rebuild year for Seattle. You know, I could see, like, you know, we're down 10 with, like, t- 10 seconds left. You know, you're right. just trying to, like, you know, the last play of the game, you know, sat strip fumble, and he's, like, and jumping around. I know. I know. Like, I know. I know. drives me nuts. I know. But um, I hear you. Yeah, the, 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 you know. Usually these games come back to who's the better quarterback. And Wilson, a lot of times. Wilson, Wilson at this point in his career is the better quarterback. But Dak, but Dak is capable Dak, Dak of outplaying him. He can, yeah, but he can also he can right. lose you. I know. Um, yeah, I just it, it's hard for me to. You guys are a three-point favorite? That, that was uh, a two or two and a half. Two and a two and a half. Yeah, they've won exactly one playoff game since 95. Right. 96. Yeah. 96. <laughs> I'm well um, aware. Right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost At four straight brutal playoff games. Like four, four straight, four straight games in the playoffs. Brutal. Uh, going back to two thousand six, Seattle with the you know the, the drop snap. Right. The two thousand seven when they had first when they had the uh, the home field advantage and the, the fame. The Tony Romo goes to Cabo. Right. They go and they lay an egg against the Giants. Right. In that game. Um, you know. Well, that wasn't that. What's his face had a big drop in that game? Patrick Craig. Patrick Craig had a huge drop in that game. Cabo still had a chance to win the game. They had first down uh, inside the twenty and. Right. Uh, well, obviously, the most recent one was the Green Bay loss, though, right? Two. 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 Well, yeah, the, the, the De- De- Des Bryant. No oh, and then the next year, the ridiculous fourth down completion to Jared two. Cook. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah, and, and two two knuckleball 50-yard field goals in a row that both – Right. He mishit both of them, both curved. Mason Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. Crosby hit right. both of them. They both somehow curved back Yes. Uh, we had a, what could have been uh, – uh, Heath picked a ball off late. They called. Um, oh right, they right. Called, they, they called defensive holding. Right, like you could call on every single play. Yeah, like twenty yards away from yep. the play. Yep, just uh, you know. Yeah, those two Packers brutal. losses were brutal. So so, yeah, so, so by that by that until the Cowboys show me that they're uh, that, you know that they're a legit playoff that, that they can go deep into the playoffs. I, I can't pick him. You know, it's it's like okay, oh, uh, picks against his team again because he's because they want the reverse chance. You're hedging, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I know it's you know it's like okay, fair, so, so unpredictable. I know, right? It's it's, 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 it's annoying, but I, I in this case I would if I was if I had nose dog in the fight. Yeah, I, I would probably I, I'd have to I'd, I'd pick the, Seattle. Um, the Cowboys have to show me that they can win. They, right they win these now, games. you guys. Uh, sort of against script. You guys were actually very good at home this year, right? Seven yeah, and one. Seven and one. Yeah. Right. Um, and obviously, Seattle is also very good at home this year too, as they always are. It's one of the tougher places to play. Now, so the fact so is a couple of things sort of at odds here. The fact that you've had those two last brutal playoff losses would would then you think it, think it bodes say, well. You're, you're due to to not have one of those. Uh, but then the fact that you're seven and one at home. It's not really a home field advantage. I think it's more of a coincidence that you're seven and one you at home. You can't turn the ball over. You, you cannot. Well, turn, of course, you cannot turn. Particularly of course, against that team. Right? Yeah. You, you know, I mean. Yeah. Like, gee, you're in the post. You can't turn the ball over. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome for the for the for the uh, right you know, the, for the, insight. the insight. Listen, but against that team, you, you just you can't. That the Cowboys as it is have no margin for error. Yep. You can't. You know. You can't have stupid penalties. You can't have dumb roughing the pass or penalties. Yep. You can't like against your squad. You can't have dumb roughing the punters. Yep. And the Cowboys would have the ball. All right. Yeah. 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 Like inside the five yard line. Yep. 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 And then the Lions won't go ninety yards for for a touchdown. Yep. You know you can't be getting down fourteen nothing like they did against the Lions. Right. Um, well, not against – you wouldn't think against Seattle because they can really – because, uh, look, Chris they can, Carson they can run, uh, Chris, Chris Carson one of the more tough. underrated backs oh, in the league. he's a tough dude. He, he, the, he's the, basically Marshawn Lynch light. He really is. In the first game, 
he ran against the Cavs. I think he had like 30-something carries for 100-something yards. So I think he barely averaged three yards a carry. So you think, oh, you know, they handled him. Yeah. Yes, but no, because when he grind, he was able to grind on the first down. Right. That's Late in the game when they were trying to put the game on third and 15 when they were just trying to run the clock out, he broke like three or four tackles yep. to get a first down. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it was – He's a tough guy to bring like, down. That was one of those, like, that was actually an effective 30 for 100. That guy runs angry. Yeah, he's a tough he's guy to bring he's down. He's a good player. Very good player. He's a good football player. Lockett's a good, is dangerous at wide receiver. Baldwin. Uh, Baldwin's, Baldwin's solid. Uh, Nick Vinette, the tight end, has actually, uh, you know, been pretty good. The whole, the whole key for Seattle is if their offensive line can not neutralize your front because you, you guys have a good front, but they can't get whipped. They've, they've got to at least kind of, kind of, so if they do get whipped, you can't let uh, you can't let, let Russell Wilson go running around. Yeah, which is always the danger, right? I mean, yeah. he's really he's really hard to bring down. The idea is you want to get the pressure off the middle. You right. Don't, you don't want him running. Yeah, you can't let him get the outside the edges. Nope. He'll yeah, just kill you. Nope. All right. So, well, so very very nervous as you know, I would imagine as, as, as you're always going to be in the playoffs. But at least you're there. Yeah. At least you're there. The youngest team in the league. Right. They did well to get there. I mean, I completely wrote them off at three and five. Yep. It did well to get there. Yep. Oh, the needle's definitely pointing up. Now, let me ask you a question. So, obviously, you guys are a marginal uh, favorite here from a point spread perspective, and you are the home team. So, I guess you know, in theory, you're the favorite, and you should win this game. Uh, if you if you lose this game, do you do you think a Garrett is out, and B, would you think it'd be justified? Depends on how the game goes. Okay. Depends on. I so if he commits some ridiculous blunder that costs you the game, adios, senor. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are also itching. They don't want to lose Chris Richard. I think there's. I think some in the building would like to see him as the next coach. So a succession plan. Yeah, yeah. but I, you know they've always. Garrett's not a great in-game guy. Right. Um, but he seems to. But he's, 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 he's seems to steady the ship in rough consistent. waters. He's very consistent. They always play hard for him. Yep. They, 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 Listen, with they, that clown of an they're, owner they're, you they're, have, they're able to shake off bad plays. Yes. You know, just something like he preaches all the time. Right. They, you know, he's a steady from, Eddie from, kind of guy. From it, from you know insiders in the building, they say that the, the guy that you see uh, at the press conference is not the guy that's behind the you know behind the scenes. Gotcha. It's two completely different people. Gotcha. But he's so. he's a bit of a steady Eddie kind of guy. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if they come out and they just. I mean, if you lose twenty four twenty one and whatever, and it's not because of him, I don't see how you get rid of him. I really he don't. Does, he, every year he does just enough, just enough to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, look, I, again, I, there's no great shame in losing. The Seahawks are a good team. Yeah. I mean, just because the whole the experts set, told the world this was a rebuilding year, Seattle said, guess what? It's not a rebuilding year for us because we draft well every year. We have backups. So, yeah, guess what? They have, they have a guy at defensive tackle, Jaron, uh, Jaron Reed yep. and Frank Clark. On yep. Defensive, yep. Those guys can rehab really it. Very good. Plus, they, have, plus they also have um, – uh, I mean, Shaquille Griffin's a hell of a player. Right. So, so the, Richard Sherman goes away. Shaquille Griffin ste- yeah, steps you know, right in. They don't miss a beat. beat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and they had the best linebacker. And Bradley McDougal. They had the like, top three linebacker. If, if you, if Bobby Wagner. He's the best linebacker. Bobby Wagner's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. They chart his uh, his missed tackles. He misses tackles 1% yeah. of he's tre- the time. He's tremendous. That means out of 100 yeah. tackle attempts, he's going to bring the guy down yeah. 99 times. Yeah. J- That's impossible. Jared, Jared, uh, to counterpoint to that, Jared Davis, the linesman, a linebacker, one of the top uh, missed tackle guys in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All right. That's going to do it for tonight's show. As always, thanks for listening. Check us out on uh, SoundCloud, on iTunes. Uh, check us out on Twitter, at Sport, no S. Facebook page is Jamal About Sports. Website, www.jamalaboutsports.com. 
Until next time, thanks for listening and peace out.